Hey guys, it's Missy Buck, president of Miss Inc. And I have a really special guest today on this storming marketing Monday, but we're still going to come live to you. We got some tips for you. We're talking all about real estate today with none other than my mom. This is Maggie Buck. She is a realtor with Douglas Elliman. I'm super excited to have her here today. She tunes into the show every week and now we're kind of turning the tables and putting her in front of the camera and a little bit on the spot. So that's kind of like, maybe that's like a kid's dream is to be able to put their parent on the spot in front of all <laughs> kinds of people. So here we are. So I'm going to call you Maggie instead of mom, because that's who you are to everybody else. So, all right, mom, Maggie, mom slash Maggie, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, Misty did a great job introducing me already. My name is Maggie Buck and I'm a realtor with Douglas Elliman. I've been in real estate for 30 years. Um, Misty was brought up hearing, I have to go show a property, you know, cook this macaroni <laughs> and cheese yourself. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> don't, don't come in when the door is closed because I'm on a conference call and dragging them all around in the back seat as I'm going from house to house showing property with her and her brother. Um, anyway, that kind of wraps it up in a nutshell. That's what I do is I sell real estate. Yeah. Well, I know you do way more than that because real estate is not just selling houses, right? And it's not True. just helping people buy properties. It's way more in depth than that. So, um, so you touched a little bit about, uh, about your experience, but we want to share today some tips for realtors and for sellers in, in terms of helping them as a realtor, helping market yourself as an agent, right? And then for sellers, helping you get your property ready to put onto market and to set it up for proper marketing. So, I, we had a conversation over Sunday dinner yesterday. And one of the things that we were talking about is that people have used this term with the pandemic, new normal, right? How many times have we heard that? We're probably tired of hearing it. But what you're saying, what you said to me last night, which I love so much, is that it's not our new normal because in real estate, it's always changing. So our, we're always have, we always have a new normal, right? So you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. So I've been on a number of podcasts and I've had people call me and they say, how are you adapting to our new normal? And I said, you know, my real, real estate to me is based on people's lives changing for whatever reason. In 1992, we had Hurricane Andrew and then we had short sales, foreclosures, mortgage fraud. We had all kinds of things going on and people's lives change. And that's what my career is based on. It could be um, marriages, divorces, upsizing, downsizing, moving here, moving out of here, having a job, having no job and, and a multitude of other things. So to me, you know, this is not our new normal. This is just normal. And I think realtors are really looked to have um, the perspective that they're the master of change. So that's the way we look at it. I think we all just need to be the master of change and help buyers and sellers navigate through whatever change they're going through in their lives and to face it from a position of strength. So that's what I mean that this is not my new normal, this is just normal. I love that. Masters of change. Who else could use some help doing that? I think we all could adapt that into our lives being masters of change. So. Um, Let's talk really quickly. What are some tips that you have for realtors in terms of setting up their personal brand? Having done this for so long, yeah. like what are your top tips? Yeah. I, I could do a whole show on, on realtors and how to market, just like I could do a whole show on sellers and getting ready to put their house on the market. I think for, mm -hmm. for realtors, what's, what I see um, would help them is under their name, we'll say for LinkedIn, for example, if they say, you know, my name is mm -hmm. Maggie Buck, but yet I sold a, a zillion dollars in properties or my title is the the king of x amount or whatever i'm using that very 
precious space under my name, under the LinkedIn profile to tell people what I really do without them having to click on and know more about me. So to me, I put very something very simple on my LinkedIn. I'm a realtor with Douglas Elliman. That's it. Um, anything else, if they want to know more about me, I tell them um, in the rest of the data that that's in my LinkedIn profile. But I don't ask for them to click it on and think, what in the world does she do for a living? Um, you know, I, I think when you're going to market yourself, you have to be consistent. And I've learned a lot of that from Misty, you know, consistency <laughs> and and content. Give them something of value. And and I think it's, it's great to say how accomplished you are in the industry. Um, but, you know, if you say it too much, really, at the end of the day, the only person who cares who's number one is number two. So, you know, mm -hmm. we want to say, what's your accomplishments? Why would, what sets you apart from another realtor? Um, you know, the real estate industry is tremendously competitive it's more competitive than I think maybe any other profession that that I know of and I think that we always have to face the market with a, um, a level of com competence and confidence and that we're able to navigate the sellers or buyers through really is one of the biggest decisions that they make throughout their lives and we want to be able to um, make them feel confident with our ability to do so. And it's hard to do if they don't really know how you're going to help them do that. So, you know, I say everybody's favorite radio station is WIFM. What's in it for me? So why would a seller choose you over tens of thousands of associates in Dade County to or anywhere to list their property? And I think it really is focusing on what sets you apart. So that's a lot of that. Yeah, I love that. And I love that um, you mentioned you brought up LinkedIn because a lot of what's happening is people are no longer just going to hear about you and they're just going to come to you. Right. It, it's we know that people are doing research. Think of how you use information once you get a um, referral. Right. You're going to mm -hmm. look up that person. So you want to see what is their professional presence like. Um, people are get really caught up on websites, which are awesome. But I really feel like if you're just starting out, building out your social media profiles is actually more important than investing in a website first mm -hmm. because people are they're going to go there and they're going to want to connect with you. So we talked a little bit yesterday also about um, about connecting with people mm -hmm. and how what like what what helps something stand out to you. So I know, we, you know, everybody's out. Everyone's like you said, it, it's very competitive. People are looking to connect with one another. We want to build business with one another. But really, the way that we do that, which we've talked about on this show a million times before also, is about building relationships. So if someone is connecting, it, since the real estate market is so competitive, how do you suggest sort of melding those two worlds of social media, but also building those personal relationships? Well, I, I think, first of all, I think that the most effective type of marketing is when your buyer or seller said, I it was so stressful for me to sell this property or to buy this property. I'm so glad I had you on my side and that it was I had an excellent experience with you. And of course, they, they want to help you build your business. So they want to share their thoughts with whoever will listen about the real estate and, and how you help them navigate through this. And you took so much of the worry behind them. Uh, from them. I think, you know, for for us to be to us to network is, you know, I don't really think because someone asked me to connect with them on LinkedIn and, and I'm I'm still not sure what they do because they put so much underneath their their name. But so I have to look at them and say, what do you do? Like I have to look further into that. And once I see that they're in an industry that I would be interested in, I click, okay, you know, I'll, I'll connect with you. And then 
sometimes, which I don't think is the right approach, immediately they click it right back and say, can I have your business in whatever it may be? Um, you know, that that's not really effective marketing for me. I don't have a relationship with them, but I am about building relationships. So once I see that they've shown to me, maybe they've posted some very interesting um, information for me where I look at it and I think, gee, I wonder what they're going to say today. I think, gee, they're, they're competent and I'd, I'd like to refer business to them. I think what people kind of forget is that it, even though real estate, we're selling property, selling is more about listening than it is about talking. I think, um, you know, when we're building relationships, we all like to have a, a reliable source of, refor of resources. Just from us bringing a buyer and a seller together, we feed a number of industries from that. And it could be inspectors, appraisers, surveyors, underwriters, lenders. I mean, there's so many industries that are fed from that. But it is based on relationships that we have built through the years. It, it's not because someone has said, can I have your business? So I think people kind of forget about showing their value to each other. If you want me as a customer or to refer you to a customer of mine, I need to make sure I'm making the right referral. Got you. Okay. So that makes perfect sense. So it's, it's for you. And you know, it's kind of funny because like LinkedIn best practices is to make that headline bio say what you have to say about yourself but also more personal so people really and it's like a keyword situation now with seo yes. so people are really including myself cramming it with stuff mm -hmm. and i find it interesting that you are saying that you actually prefer a more simple direct approach yes. like keep it simple if i want more information about you i'll go to your profile and i will figure it out and then i also really like how you said that you're going to look for them to provide value through the things that they're posting. So this is a really important piece of a tip that she just gave. And then I agree with 110% because yes, people sign up for these things or LinkedIn in mail or whatever it is, they'll connect with you. They'll send you, you click yes. All of a sudden it's like an automatic reply. You get a message from them. Hey, like, you know, like they're basically asking you for business without ever having built a relationship. So I like that sort of that slow and steady approach and organically really building those relationships. But that means being active on there. That means like, um, you know, my mom slash Maggie just shared putting consistent information and tips out there and showing that you really know what it is that you're doing, because then somebody will say, oh, OK, yeah. Hey, like this person actually does know what they're going on. They're not just here to like a shark to ask for my business, which I don't really know who that works for. I actually don't know anybody who that works for, but maybe I am mistaken. Um, so let's talk about, uh, since we're talking about sort of marketing tactics, um, you have, you shared a story recently about a woman who was asking you about why her business decreased, right? Do you want to go ahead and share yeah. that story now? It's, this is a good one. Yeah. So I had, you know, I've, I've been doing real estate a long time and, and I'm happy to share information. I, I give free information all the time to buyers, sellers, other realtors. I don't mind sharing because it is about real estate, um, but it's also about relationships. And I had an associate who'd been in business for a while and she used to do okay. She had some volume in, in real estate and it was enough. It kept steady. So her business dries up, not just over five minutes, but months and, and even years. And she came to me one day and she said, look, I want some advice. And, you know, I, I don't understand where all my business went. I don't have, um, I, my phone is not ringing. I'm not able to get listings. I, I just don't have any business. And I used to have it and I don't know what happened. And she said, and the biggest thing that I'm puzzled about is that I haven't done anything different. So I said to her, you mean after all these months and all these years, 
your business has dried up and you're saying that you haven't done anything different. And she said, no. And I said, well, you just answered your own question. You haven't done anything different. So she's not evolving along with the industry as many people aren't, you know, they're, they're just kicking and screaming their whole way with um, not doing things, not understanding that, you know, maybe they're not loving social media. Um, you can't, as this one broker said to me a long time ago, you can't be a secret agent. You know, you need to tell people what you do. <laughs> um, and they're just used to making the phone ring just because when I got into real estate, we didn't even have computers. Our MLS, our listings came in a book, a black and white printed listing of each property. And we had to go pick it up from the board of realtors. And, and it's not like that anymore. So if, if you don't change, if you don't do something different, if you don't evolve in the industry, you're not going to get anything different. And you're just going to be on the sidewalk and, and watch the rest of us run right past you. Yeah, I think that's, that's another really good point is that evolution of, you know, we touched on this a little bit earlier about adapting to that new normal. Mm -hmm. But in real estate and really in any business, there's always a new normal because there's always things changing and particularly in marketing, things change every day and they change fast. Right. So um, so I really love that. So I hope that she took your advice and maybe started doing some things differently. So and speaking of that, what are some things that you've done over the past year that might be new and different in your strategies for building business, for marketing and all of that? Well, you know, I've asked Misty slash daughter a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I believe in going to the experts. I, you know, I can't be um, a, a, I can't be an expert in everything. And I sell real estate and I know how to market. I'm good at communicating. Um, I'm clear when I'm talking with a buyer or a seller about expectations, those kind of things. But I'm I'm not a writer and I'm and I'm not a marketer and I'm and I don't understand social media as you know my last name many years and even still is Flintstone because you know I just don't know <laughs> everything that's out there, but I don't embrace all of it. Um, I embrace it for other people and I think they should what works for them. And I've had people say, you know, what kind of social media or what kind of marketing do you do? Um, or, or do you think is the best? And I said, it, the one that you use is the best. That's what I think. So I think for for marketing for me is that I just started posting on on LinkedIn on your uh, own. Yeah, on your own. It was like, Big girl. Yeah, it was. It's been it's it. been interesting. I'm not there yet because it's not as polished as it can be. But you know, I'm getting there. So I asked Misty a lot of questions, and she hasn't blocked my phone yet. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm happy I'm happy about that. So I have started posting on LinkedIn. Um, I'll, you know what I did do, which I think was was really important because it got me this great listing is I had my resume professionally done. Um, and I also polished my LinkedIn profile and how that came in handy. It's funny how timeliness is, um, is that I was referred a property that was going through probate court from three partners of a huge law firm. And they weren't satisfied with just knowing about a, a realtor's experience. They wanted to really have an in-depth look into who that person is that they're going to refer to their client. So I sent them my resume. They looked at my LinkedIn profile and I was able to get the listing. And, and I was very honored because the competition was pretty stuff, stiff. So those are the things that I've done. I've just paid more attention to um, how am I being promoted myself uh, out there for on social media, within the industry? Am I prepared to answer any questions, send any documentation? What sets me apart? So I've, I've concentrated on that. What, what sets me apart?
Yeah, I love that. And you do have you. I think that's a good thing is to look at the experiences that you have, mm -hmm. because a lot of things that real estate agents want is I say, we'll, we'll say to them when I'm doing a lot of consulting is, um, hey, what is your specialty? Well, I saw in this area, this area, this area, in this area, this price point, this price point, this price point. And I'm like, I don't know. How, I'm having a hard time figuring out how to help you here because Louis, mm -hmm. let's look at your experience and let's pull some wording and let's do some of that. So I love that you were so clear on those things and that's how you built your that was so smart that you had your resume done and you made sure your linkedin was on point because it's true like people they are going to check you out it's just the way it is so if it looks really like you know unprofessional then people are going to think you're unprofessional or if you set up this is why we talk about going I, starting small go work with the network that you want to work with so whether that's facebook and linkedin or just linkedin or whatever it is do the one get really good at it because a lot of times what I see is people are setting up these accounts and they never go back to them, right? Like they get all gung ho, whatever. And, you know, we have that third day scenario where it's like you're excited first day, second day, but the third day the excitement wears off and you don't want to do the work anymore. I have somebody coming on in a couple of weeks to talk about that theory specifically. But that, you know, that's the way it is. Or people think, ah, oh, I knew I know I need this. So I set it up but I don't know what to do with it. So it just sits there and then people go to look at it or they go to message you and you're not there. And so now they think, okay, this person's maybe they're not in business anymore or doesn't have a professional appeal and that might cost you the sale mm. or the referral. So I love these points that you're making um, around this. Well, it's also a reflection of when you go for a listing, um, how I market myself is how I'm going to market the listing. So if the seller looks at any of the data that they can find on me and they think this looks stale, outdated. Um, maybe she's not as polished as we think she's going to be. She's not the right person. So I always like to make sure that that not only am I marketing myself, I don't over market because if I can't keep it up, I don't do it. So, you know, LinkedIn and, and Facebook, which is like two big things for me, it's like that's like such an accomplishment that I even post that. I, I have just started that and I do laugh because I think, you know, I've posted two listings that we that we sold recently. And, and I'm sure people are thinking, oh, my God, she's been in real estate 30 years and she's only sold two listings. But, you know, that's all that I've posted. But I'll continue to to post more. I, I think it is the image that you set forth. Are you comfortable? Because if I'm not on, if I'm not comfortable on social media marketing myself and and marketing properties on social media is so big. Um, you know, that's, I'm going to put the seller or I could look like I'm putting the seller at a disadvantage because I'm, I'm not embracing what do we need to do to sell properties nowadays? And the reach is limitless when you do it like that. We sell local, but we market globally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. So we're going to sort of, we have about 10 minutes or so left. So I want to make sure that okay. we segue into the seller conversation, oh, the boy. seller tip conversation. So when you are helping somebody get ready to sell their home, there's a lot that goes into that. So what are your, some of the first things that you tell them that are going to help you market their property for a sale? Okay. So I think it depends on, on what's the mindset of the seller and what, what are they looking to do? Some of them are more sophisticated. You know, I, I listen more than I talk. Um, and some of them just are, almost overwhelmed at just thinking about putting the property on the market. So I explained to them, you know, when you 
place your property on the market. It's like eating an apple. You don't put the whole apple in your mouth at the same time. You take a bite at a time. Mm -hmm. So we start going through the house and I'm very respectful, but I say to them the, the biggest things that it's just the way we live, you know, is that they have to remember they don't live in a house the way they sell it. They need to set the stage of selling their property and kind of disconnect of it being their home, which is a lot of it is decluttering and you're going to box the things up anyway when you move. So sometimes it helps to just start going through that process in your mind, getting some boxes, maybe even getting color coded packing tape. So for example, red tape would go for the spare bedroom. You'll just put red tape over the boxes. And I've done this so many times where I'll put a label on the box and sure enough, the label goes against the wall and I have no idea what's on that box. <laughs> so I figured if I do it with color coded tape, I'll know that this green is for the office or whatever it may be. It just helps organize it in my mind. Since they're gonna be moving things anyway, um, cleaning the windows, I think people underestimate the, the effect of having just clear windows. Um, it's a it's a great view. We have a lot of sunshine in, in Miami, although not so much today. But you know, people like to know that that the house is just it's a clear view of, of the pool or whatever it may be. So I think it's cleaning the property. I think, you know, because we live in the house, we don't, we, we tend to overlook the leaky faucet or maybe there's damaged fascia, fascia in the front. Maybe the front door has to be painted. Maybe there's dead plants out front, just those kind of things where you wanna make it where there, it doesn't look like there's deferred maintenance if you can. It doesn't mean it has to cost a lot of money. It just means that it can all be minor right now. And what we live with, a buyer may come in and they'll notice it even though we may not notice it. So it's just making the house look like it's more welcome and come on, this is more of you know a, a, a retail experience where you're setting the stage for them to come in rather than you're not visiting my home, you're visiting a property you're considering to purchase. Yeah. And I love to this point of you can't sell a house the same way that you live in it. Right. So duh, like that makes <laughs> no, but that really makes perfect sense. And I like the idea that I think you really have to listen to your realtor because they're the ones that are going to or your photographer because they're the ones that are going to tell you yes. things that you like you said, you may not notice because you live in it so mm -hmm. that, you know, those marks on the wall or the baseboards or whatever, maybe you don't even notice. Right. right. Or that corner that your dog chewed on. It's true. <laughs> yeah. I have a few of those in my house on my to-do list. She does. For repair. <laughs> dog mom. Anyways. So, um, yeah. So those are, those are really important tips. So, okay. So once you have the house, they've made some of these adjustments. Um, do you suggest like bringing in a stager before doing photography? Cause I know photography is really important. So we'll touch on that in a second. What are, so like, so they've cleaned up the house, made some of these small repairs. What are the next steps? I think, well, I love fresh flowers in a house. So when you, before the photographer comes, um, if you if you have furniture that there's too much furniture, I would move the furniture out. If you're going to donate it, donate it now and just be done with it. Sometimes you can bring in a stager. Um, a stager can work. It's not for every house or for every owner. But I think if you are going to going to choose to have a stager from the outside, it needs to be a stager that understands the market that relates to that house and also to the seller. Um, you know, I, I think I do a lot of moving furniture around. Well, I get Misty's brother and, so, and I, I have him, Ronnie, move this and put that. And can you help me with this part of it? Um, we just, if, if there's things on the property, we understand that they still have to live in the property. If, if that's the case, if they're, if it's still occupied, 
but we want to make sure that if the house looks too small for the owners, it's going to look too small for a buyer. So we just move things around and, and get it so that there's not so many personal items in the property that it's distracting to a buyer. So the buyer is so busy looking at pictures of their family or, or whatever it may be, you know, awards or whatever that, you know, once they leave, they, they got so distracted by the items they forgot about what, what's the floor plan of the property. And I felt more like a guest in their home rather than going in there with a buyer's mindset to picture my own furniture, my own pictures, my own, my own things in there. Yeah. Really, really good tip. All right. So once you've done those things, now you need to bring in a photographer. So yes. what should I look for in a photographer? Okay. So I think a photographer is, I, first of all, I, I think that the, you have to choose the right photographer. I don't think it can be a friend I don't who is not in the profession. Not that friends don't take pictures, but sometimes they don't get it from the right angle. I think that all the light bulbs need to be, this is just my, my preference, all the light bulbs need to be changed to something bright. Um, I think that the toilet seat has to be down. There shouldn't be cars in, in the driveway. You have a photographer that comes in that really has professional equipment to um, have the right lighting. They'll have the right camera angle. Um, it will it will be high resolution quality photos. And when you post those photos, I think it you know you're sometimes we say so much that we don't organize the how the process of how someone is going to walk in the house. So we look at the photos and we say, here's one photo going in. There's another photo before I'm then I'm in the garage and then I'm outside and then I'm in the kitchen and and then I'm somewhere else. It's it, where am I in the house? So I like to organize them, put them in order that it brings them from the front of the house, into the house, through the house, and it ends in the backyard, if that's the proper sequence of events. But I don't like mixing and matching. So you're thinking, how many rooms have the blue carpet when it's just this, that same one room, but it, it showed up in, in fragmented portions of the order? I love that. And what about video in terms of like helping people really get a sense of the property? Okay. So I, I think video is, you know, once again, it's the, the, I'm a big believer in the less said, the better. I think when you're marketing a property, if you don't know how to tell a compelling story, hire a copywriter or someone who can, because that story that you're telling about the property is really going to expand the mindset of the buyer who's reading it. They would have thought, I would have never thought of that house being as whatever it, whatever it may be. I think for videos, you have to be well-spoken. You have to be polished when you're getting in front. I don't think you have to point out that the bathroom is a bathroom because usually the toilet and the tub give it away. Um, and if you're talking through, through the whole thing, it's a little distracting. So I think you have to be organized with what you want to say and the presence that uh, you're going to have on camera where it's a calming effect. I think enunciation is so important and that you speak at, at a pace that people can understand you where it's not so fast because you're nervous or it's not so slow that someone wants to take a nap or stop watching. So the whole purpose is to tell that story if it's in writing or even in a video where they want to continue watching it. They don't want to just scroll through to the end, click next because now they've lost patience. They want to go on to something else. I mean, you only have a moment or so to catch that viewer's uh, attention and they'll want to know more about it. And you're going to be able to, to, 
put features in the buyer's mind that that a still photo would not be able to have. So I think it's it's a it's a great combination to have professional photos done, a videographer there that understands how to take videos of the property. And I and I think it it's it goes in it it goes so much in that realtor's favor and for the buy and for the seller as well and the buyers get the full view and benefit of what the features of the property really are. Very good. All right. So we have our photos, we have our video, the house is cleaned up. We just have a couple minutes left here. We're getting the word from the producer word that he says we have three minutes. So in three minutes, okay. <laughs> what is the next top tip that you would say, um, or the biggest mistake maybe that people are making when they are trying to market their home for sale? They've done all these things. Let's say they've done it the right way. We know they do open houses. Are there any other things that sellers should be aware of when it comes to preparing to be a part of that marketing process. Yes, I think that that when a, <laughs> there's so many things I could say, but you know, Two minutes, some, mom. <laughs> sometimes what happens is that you know when a seller puts their house on the market, you know they they want to what they like to say is to help their realtor market the property. So they'll want to do their own brochures or you know maybe put something out in the front yard or. Um, just do something different, their own kind of marketing. And, and it's not even close to the quality of what the realtor that they hired to do the professional is doing. I think that they have to be ready to um, set the stage for, for the buyer to come and see the property and for the open houses, you know, you only get one shot to make a first impression and, and to really help the realtor with take their suggestions because, you know, we've done this many times and, and, you know, just, just understand that we're all, we all have the same goal in mind. So I think trust the realtor, the professionals that, that you're hiring, that, you know, they won't mislead you. And, and, you know, we're all trying to help you accomplish your goal of selling your property at the right price, the right time, the right terms to the right buyer. And, and that's the whole goal of everything. Love it. All right. So as we wrap up here, how can people reach you if they have more questions or maybe they're thinking of listing their property or they're just getting their feet wet as a realtor and they want to take in some of these tips? How can people reach you? The, the best way to reach me is, is by my cell which is 305-342-1940. And that's usually the best way to, if it's easier for me to take a phone call. Um, I, I will say that if someone calls me, if they don't leave a message, I, I won't return the call because I don't know who that person is. And, you know, my phone rings all the time. So please feel free to leave me a message. I'm, I'm happy to help. Yes. And that is for business only people. Yeah, business don't only. get any crazy <laughs> ideas. This is yeah. my mother. I'm going to be a little protective right now. So anyhow, all right. So we're going to, we're going to wrap up. I didn't up. mean it that way. Misty's right. Well, Sorry. I mean it that I way. I haven't done this before. Sorry. So, all right. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up today. I want to thank you, mom slash Maggie for being thank on you, this. Misty this slash is, daughter. Yeah, this is Maggie Buck again. She's here for Marketing Monday. We'll be back next week with another guest. If you have any questions at any time, you know how to reach me by now. Thank you again for being here and we will see you next time. Make it a good one. Thank you.